Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Shoot It Straight with myself, Justin Jackson, um, and my man, John. Coming to us with a special guest. Many people know Jersey should probably be in the blue up in the rafters, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, first, I want to, uh, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Johnny T-Shirt and Congruity HR, where Tar Heels can get a free payroll and HR needs assessment whenever you need it. So go check both of those wonderful companies out. Anyways, back to our special guest. Uh, you know, I got to get the intro. I got to get the intro right. I didn't, I didn't, when Kenny was on here last time, man, I didn't have a whole list of things and accolades that he had, but I had to go back and, you know, I had to get this list. Oh, I mean? goodness. For my, for, for my main man, my, my vet, I guess they call him the league, but my upperclassman when I got to school, uh, this was a uh, consensus first team All-American. Um, ACC, all ACC first team. Uh, I mean, he literally put us on his back multiple, multiple games. Uh, and the list could go on and on. I did see that you were Kim Palm player of the year, which I'm not sure how a player of the year doesn't get his jersey in the blue, which kind of goes back to what I was saying. Um, but anyways, for those listening and watching, my man Bryce Johnson. Thank you, man, for uh, joining us for this special episode. Absolutely, uh, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. Man, you know what? It's um, it's kind of crazy, man. After after college, in college, you do everything together. You know, like obviously everybody has their own lives and things like that, but you're with each other all the time. And then you leave college, and it's like you just kind of disperse and you kind of reconnect whenever you can reconnect. But life just kind of has its way of 
you know, taking people in their separate ways. So I'm glad and happy to have you have you on here, man. We uh, thank you. It's an honor to have you on, brother. Um, but I guess, man, the first questions we got for you, bro, is just kind of what's up, what's been up with you? Where, where are you at? What's what's going uh, on? Well, uh, you know, I'm just recovering from an Achilles injury. Uh, tore my Achilles a year ago now, but uh, starting to get back that back in the swing of things. Uh, started back on the court about a month ago. So other than that, just trying to get back out there, man. I was in Japan, you know, been trying to, you know, get my world tour together, but you know, Japan was my last <laughs> stop. So, you know, I was enjoying that until, you know, I got hurt. So hopefully I can go back there in, in the near future. But other than that, I'm just here rehabbing and, you know, hopefully I can go to a game soon. So, you know, go to Chapel hey, Hill, see the boys one time, you know, maybe. <laughs> Man, those they're low key balling, bro. Like, I, Man, I was that's a hard I was, ticket to get. It, it is, it is. I, 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 uh, I will stand on this because I think any of our teams that we were on, I think we would beat this team by fifteen or twenty. Twenty? Uh, no, no, no. First of all, we'd beat them by thirty because we'd, but... we'd run them. We'd run them. They don't run whatsoever. <laughs> that is, true. and they play they small very, too. Even our small is. lineup would beat them, honestly. Yeah, because what Marcus Marcus was basically our second smallest guy out there. Um, but man, like I, I like when I watch this team and like the where college basketball is this year, they're pretty freaking good, bro. Like I was watching their game against Wake Forest and it was like, okay, they actually have a chance, you know, like they have a chance to do a lot of things. Absolutely, um, and they they remind me of what we used to do. We used to play with our food in the first half. <laughs> They were kind of not. They were kind of playing down to their competition, and then all of a sudden they were like, "All right, wait a minute, let's you know, let's let's go ahead and finish the deal, and then let's you know, lock it in. Let's let's lock it. Listen, it. it's like I don't listen. I don't know if HD is in there, you know, <laughs> saying some things like Coach Williams did, but you know, whatever he said, it worked. So for sure, bro, for sure. But I, my my thing is, man, like I uh going back to kind of you and kind of what your journey has been. Obviously, I forgot to throw in there on all your accolades that you were a first round pick, man. Um, but hey, you were higher than me, so <laughs> I got lucky, man. But um, did you? the organization I went to was a rough one. But anyways, we'll we'll stay away. We'll stay away from you. Those. <laughs> you uh, went to a rough one. <laughs> I go to um, so we we talked we talked to Kenny a little bit. Obviously he's been in Greece for I guess what this is his third year. Um but what is it like over in Japan, bro? Like, and, and the places that you have been, what is, what, what has that experience been like? Obviously, you know, you say hopefully you can go back and play once you kind of get fully 100% or whatever. But what, what is it like over there? Uh, it's great, man. Uh, fans love you. It's more of a fan love driven league more than a play. A, like a, you know, in some of those European countries, they kind of, judge you off of your play they kind of just judge you off of your likability over there in japan and i think that's why a lot of guys like it so much now don't don't get me wrong you do have to play well and all that stuff to be a fan yeah, favorite yeah. but at the same time you know just i just like i just love it it's just it's a very beautiful country uh great basketball all around uh great bigs league i will say because it's nothing but american bigs because james michael was over there and you know jawad yeah. played there for however many years uh well, yeah, I love it. Uh, like I said, I I don't see myself going to any other country, but you know, you know, the opportunity presents itself to go somewhere else, then 
I'll do that, but you know, kind of want to go back to Japan if I can because you know it's yeah, great. Yeah. I've been trying to learn a little bit of Japanese here and there, just okay, just in case. So you know, yeah, don't yeah. ask me to say it. Don't ask me to say it. Don't put me on the because <laughs> no. I'm not gonna do okay. it. Okay, trust me, trust me. I, I that will be the last one to ask. Um, what is uh, what's the food like? I've always wondered what the food is like over there. How's the Dude, food? It's over the there? freshest, the freshest ever, bro. You know how you remember how we used to eat McDonald's? You know, we used to feel bad. Yeah, yeah. You can go over there and eat McDonald's. Ah. Really? Best, thing best best thing ever. I think I think that's just overseas in general. You know, their yeah, yeah. McDonald's is so fresh. People are like, yeah, you know, you eat McDonald's. Why you eat it so much? Well, it's a lot fresher overseas than it is here. Yeah. So, you know, huh. I could eat McDonald's every day and still lose weight. And oh, back at home, back in Chapel in, in college, oh, no. we ate McDonald's and we used to take a nap afterwards. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Itis immediately. You know. Yeah. So but basically, other, what you're saying than, is American other, food other is just nasty. <laughs> no, American food is not nasty. It's just you can tell the difference when you go yeah, overseas. Yeah. Like everything's a little fresher. That's all. I mean, the sushi is amazing, obviously, you know, yeah, Korean yeah. barbecue style food, you know, all those different things. But like I said, it's just, it's just a little fresher over there than it is here. I will say in an earlier episode, Justin revealed you all's pregame meals uh, for some of the games going to Ruth Chris and things like that. Maybe not pregame, but on road trips and things like that. So you might also be just mm. eating healthier now. Uh, these days, maybe you were in college. Mm. Uh, no, just... no, no. Listen, getting that Bullock's barbecue or the, you know, <laughs> Ruth's Chris, the Angus Barn. Listen, the, the bread at Angus Barn was it, though. <laughs> but think about what we tita. could eat. Think about what, that's what, see, see, sweet tea. Think about what we could eat back then. And it, it really, like, yeah, we might have felt like afterwards we might have felt a little weird. But then we could go run 12 miles in a game and there'd be no effects at all. Like, Listen, it I'm, was the hardest thing ever to keep on weight in college. No. <laughs> I don't know what it was. We ate, first of all, we ate like offensive linemen for real. Between bro. me, Justin, and Marcus, I don't know who ate more out of all of us on the team. We all ate probably the most out of everybody, and we still couldn't hold on weight. It's so bad. It it got so it got so bad in college that because because you go to college and obviously Jonas, you have that first like as a freshman, you come in, you're eating a pop tart for breakfast, and so he gets pissed. So then you're like. <laughs> All right, well, I, then you're like, all right, well, I got I got to eat a little bit better. But then there's not as many foods that you like eating really good. It got so bad for me that Jonas looked at me and said, look, I don't care what you eat at this point. Just eat like you just need to eat whatever. I don't care what kind of food, if it's fried, if it's whatever, just eat because you got to put on some sort of weight. And I still I think total in my three years, I think I put on a total of like 10 pounds by my junior year, like. That was the most I I got. Well, you should have been drinking beer from the start. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been drinking beer. Maybe you'd have gained some weight, you know. But. Golly, I needed it. I wish I would have had some sort of something because all those shakes and things some shakes like did that, nothing. Needed, especially after didn't practice. do anything. And he would give us like the double protein shake, and like we drink them, and we like. I'm still hungry. I don't know what else to do. Still like, starving. Let's go hit IP three for five bucks. Let's do it. Hey, um, hey, 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 don't give away all our secrets, man. Hey, listen. Hey, look, these guys are getting paid at this point. These guys are getting paid NIL. They're getting whatever. We can go ahead and let out some of our secrets. You know what I'm saying? We like, can, but we not talk about that. I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> listen. I don't want to think about that because it makes me mad every time I think about it. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. But speaking of NIL and speaking of this team, brother, uh, let me get your opinion on Coach Davis. I mean, obviously, we had him as a, we had him as an assistant for, I guess, my first year would have been his second year as an assistant. 
Uh-huh. I think you came in so, with us. You came in before y'all got there. That's right. So as you, I mean, my, my thoughts, I, I've been a huge, obviously I love HD. I love, I loved him as an assistant. I think, you know, now as a head coach, I think he's taken some of the things that he's had that he was as an assistant and applied in obviously a little more, whether he's a little more strict or a little more just, you know, head coach vibe to him. Yeah. Um, so I love him as kind of the next guy after coach Williams. I think most people kind of saw him as kind of that next guy if they were going to stay in home. Um, but obviously, you know, after going to the championship and then the next year, not making the tournament, obviously everybody was, Oh man, his coach, you know, is HD, the right guy. What are your thoughts on kind of what he's done with the team and, you know, him being the new guy at the helm? Uh, I love it. I mean, obviously, you know, we were with him for our entire career. So we got to see him kind of grow, especially with the JV team where he was coaching them. And they were winning a lot doing that. So you could see it, but, uh, Still think he could uh, he could take a little bit of the player side of him and bring it out when he's coaching sometimes. <laughs> but you know, I think he's doing a good job, uh, especially bouncing back after what happened last year uh, with that team. You could just tell something was wrong, and mm-hmm. for him to kind of rectify the situation, bring in some good uh, transfers, and uh, really all really rebuild that entire roster, honestly, and you know, become the third best team in the country. And I, I still think they have a lot more they could give, especially since they're playing small, they're not even, they haven't even, you know, really played big, like, you know, Carolina basketball really did all those years. So, but he's doing good. I mean, like I say, it takes a, takes a little bit of a learning curve. Sometimes you can't really back up coach Williams and expect him to, <laughs> you know, win a three national championships in a row. So, I mean, you got to let him kind of learn and figure it out on his own. And hopefully coach Williams has been in his ear from time to time because uh, I know he's always at the home games. I don't know about the away games anymore, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when was the last time you talked to Coach Williams? He actually just called me maybe a week ago. He called me because he said he was sending out uh, the, Christmas cards. He's about the Christmas game. <laughs> he sends out – he's like, oh, like I was, you know, trying not to step on toes, and I'm just like, Coach, this is a Christmas card. What are you talking about? That's all it is. So, listen, man. you know what's funny? I just got the Christmas card yesterday, and he like puts all his addresses in. I'm just like, so you got three houses where you spend three different times right. of the year. Like, right. I'm just like, ah, just a little subtle flex with all your old players. It's okay though. It's fine. You know, we're really gonna talk about it, but you know, it's okay. But, you know, it's, I thought the same yeah, I just, thing. I was just I like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see what we're doing here. You know, right. But, in case you can't reach me at this address, I might be at this one. If you can't get me, yeah, there, you know, like from mid July to like November, <laughs> I'm gonna be here. You know, we're going to golf course these three months, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, all right. I'm still trying to freaking nice. earn a living and trying to provide for my freaking family. Appreciate you, coach. Nice. Yeah, must be nice. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, but I agree, bro. I think I think a lot of times people, I think a lot of times, bro, people think that change doesn't take time to like turn into the end product, you know? And I think maybe it was, I think maybe it was kind of premature because of the fact that they made it to the championship the first year. I think everybody was like, Oh, like this is how it's supposed to be from here on out. It's either championship or it's a failure. I think that year was, I think coach Davis did a really good job of figuring out what coach Williams couldn't Mm -hmm. that first year. 
with that team, especially with like Brady. He they had Brady really out there like spreading the floor. Armando Facts. was doing his thing. Caleb was playing on another level. He's playing on another level now out there in Arizona. Nice. It's just like you can see that team was really good. And then the next year it was just like, all right, something's going on. Like this yeah, is the yeah. same team minus Brady. Like what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. Something's going. On. Nobody really knows. And then this year it's like, all right, well let's do it again. Let's let's try and figure it out like we did the first year. You can see that he's figured it out like he did the first year. Like exactly. it's just like I said, it just takes time. Like he, you know, like I said, you can't expect Coach Davis to like go in there and be a Hall of Fame coach his first couple years. Like, yeah, he had a really good first year, but yeah, that's because he can relate to the players now. He can relate to them, exactly. and he was able to figure out what worked, what ticked those guys off to make them play the way they did and go all the way and ruin Coach K's last game. I'm going to say it out loud because I enjoyed that part of it. I enjoyed that part of it. So, but yeah, this, you can see he figured it out, and I think he's starting to figure it out again, and hopefully – I mean, I'm, I'm listen. I'm gonna say Marcus is the reason they're shooting better, but hey, hey, look, look. I mean, I Marcus try, is on staff, you know. It's, you know but I try to, I nice. try to give, I try to give MP some subtle compliments, and you know, throw his name around when the good things happen. But I mean, you look at the He's way the, the one the working guard, them That's what I'm saying. You look at the way the guards are playing. You look at, I mean, heck, we're talking about blue jerseys. If it wasn't for Zach Eady, I think in college basketball, I think RJ would be right there in that in that Honestly, like, I, number I, one. No, first of all, I think he might win it this year. He keep playing right. what he's doing now, especially after the last like was it last night they just played. That thirty six was thirty six, and it was like, the craziest thing with Quiet. RJ. It's so easy. Like there's no like it doesn't look difficult. Now I will say I'll, I'll be interested to see as the season goes on. No teams double him. Ever, you can't. Like, he's too fast. But but at least people, at least making it more. I mean, this guy he came off the ball screen against Wake Forest ten times, just wide open. He had the floater. He had the pull up three. Like he had whatever he wanted. So I'm interested to see if any if nobody changes the way they guard him, he could average 25 in, in the whole season and go have his jersey up retired for good. Like and the, the crazy way thing is, playing. like I said, I I think his speed is what makes it that difficult because either you step up on the screen and he goes by you or you don't step up and he shoots it anyway. So it's just like, True. so just which one do you want? Would you, rather him, would you rather him shoot twos or threes? Because last night he showed he could shoot twos and still beat you. Like, what do you do? Like, Man, bro, he's playing on a freaking different level. Um, I got but, two stats for you guys but, about that real quick. RJ scored a career high 36. That's the most – since a Tar Heel named Bryce Johnson scored 39 against Florida State. Look at uh, that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I still got the most. I still got the most. <laughs> for now. For now. And then this for one is for you. This uh, is hey, for hey, you, hey, Justin. Okay. RJ it. is the first Tar Heel to score 30 or more and have zero turnovers since you did it against Kentucky Ooh. in 2016. 30, well, you had 34 all, no, no, no. and zero. First of all, Justin does not pass the ball. I was just <laughs> about to say. I think, I think those those numbers might be skewed because they are skewed because you didn't pass the ball that last year. I did Yeah, you was especially that game. That game. You, that game where I had thirty four. I might have had. I might have one assist, and it was by default. Like it might have been a missed shot into a. I go like y'all was going. Listen, y'all. Y'all was going at it like Marcus and TJ Warren was going at it that one game at State. Y'all was going Ooh, at it. Yeah. God. 
Those Y'all were, were going at it. Those were some great. I wish mine was like that, but mine went like that. It's a little one size. Because, hey, well, look, no, Marcus had thirty though. Come on, it's not even. He did not, have thirty. Hey, well, hey, look, trust me, I'll get into this because that I I don't think I've ever really told the story to anybody else about that Florida State game because I was low key selfish during that game. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Because oh, I, I can't wait to hear this. Ooh. I definitely I definitely want to get into that. But we're gonna go back. We already talked about RJ. We know the guards. MP's doing his job over there with the guards, getting them right. What is something? Because we've we've tried to figure it out. Obviously, Mondo comes in. He's got all the hype, preseason All-American, ACC preseason ACC Player of the Year, all that kind of stuff. As you've kind of seen him, because he has taken he's taken a different, almost a different role now that this season has gone on. You know, like I would say that RJ's kind of stepped in and been. He's now the number one option offensively. And so Mondo isn't that, you know, give me the ball on the block 25 times a game and see what happens. But when you watch Mondo and kind of what he's done, and even we'll even say Jalen Washington whenever he gets into the game and gets some minutes, what is some thoughts that you have on them and even like advice coming from a big man that tried to make – that made it in the UNC type system? Well, their system was a lot different than ours. We were, y'all were kind of forced true. us to get, y'all were forced us to get a ball. That but I true. will say, senior year, y'all really didn't give me a ball like that, honestly. We other did. than on lobs, other than on lobs, or you got I all your you offensive boards, bro. Yeah, I got honestly. Man, you know what's funny? You know what I think about? I was like, yeah, you know, Armando's breaking all these records. I was like, could you imagine him playing with us, trying to get boards from like me or Kennedy? No. <laughs> There's no way. Like Kennedy up there tipping it to himself every like two possessions and all that stuff. But, There's no way. Uh, I will say this: I wish, I wish that he would, and like I just wish he would assert himself a little more sometimes. Like sometimes he just kind of disappears. Like yeah, yeah, he has all the rebounds, but like, dude, you you still need to be that offensive like force, especially mm-hmm. being the actual second option. I was never that option. You guys were kind of the option. Other than, you know, like I said, other than we're still running secondary or like, mm-hmm. you know, all those other secondary break plays we ran and I caught lobs. But other than that, I didn't really get the ball in the post unless I ran yeah. the floor. Like, and yep. sometimes it just looks like he's out of shape sometimes. But I know he's, I know they're in good shape. First of all, Jonas ain't having that. <laughs> so, you know, he's not, not having that. Having so, that's he's not having that. Not but I just, I just wish he would assert himself. Yeah, I think it would help. I think it would help RJ. It's not like the, the paint's clogged for him. Like his Harrison out there hanging around the three-point line. Like, he doesn't have another guy posting up as, like, we did. Like, we always had two bigs in the game. It's just him. Like, I wish we I wish we played like that more. Like, we did a few times, you know. But, you know, Thanks. that was because everybody was in foul trouble. <laughs> like, other than yeah. me, like, everybody was in foul trouble. Like, other than that, like, I think I think him being – I think, I think him being more aggressive on offense might help them, especially in the first half. Because RJ yeah. – RJ's turning into, like, Marcus, the second-half page. He's turning into that, where he's turning sure. up in the second half, and he's really, right. like, taking over. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I – and I, I think there's a balance because when – I think when they first started the season, he was trying to be assertive, but it was almost overly assertive. Like, you could tell whether it was, you know, the – He was trying to – he was trying to be player of the year. Yeah. Tell, he was, where it was just, was, like, just kind of figure it out first and then – you know, that's it. Like, like my senior year, like I didn't. It took what, like five, six games in before I started actually figuring out, like, all right, just run the floor, get rebounds, and 
dunk it every time you touch it. Like exactly. You know, and, and if you touch you it, and if you touch dominant. it in the post, you, and even if you touch it in the post, y'all all knew where it was going. It was going right head jump hook. Yeah, every going, time like, a turnaround jumper. Every, every time. time. But so that op- like, like that opened up everything for y'all. like for for us on the perimeter. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, and, and I think so that's it's, what they're missing. That is, it, I think, and I, I think it's like. Because one of the things I've always, like, all season I've been like, hey, shooting is going to be, like, huge for them. Outside of RJ. Obviously, RJ's going to shoot and do what he does, what he needs, to, needs to do. But when you look at the rest of the team, it's like, okay, where is that? Because I think that's what made that team that made the championship so good was Brady was able to space the floor and knock down open shots yeah. outside of whether it was RJ, Caleb, whatever. But if Mondo isn't, doing what he's supposed to be doing on the block, then that just it, creates harder shots for guys on the perimeter. Absolutely. You know? But also, this is one thing I wish they did is, and I know you're probably going to bring up Jalen later, but like, I wish they play him more. I wish they play him and Mondo together because one, it gives you another person to like help. It helps mm-hmm. him. Like he doesn't have to get all the rebounds. He doesn't have to, you know, play ball screen defense. Like, first of all, they don't even, they don't even hedge on screens like we did. Like, <laughs> They, they play don't. drop. They play drop coverage, like yeah. And he's then he's forced to go another, and it's like, all right, well, he's gonna get double teamed, but everybody's gonna sag off of Harrison, like, dude, like he has no space. Like, imagine if there's another big that's actual, Back. actually really good long arms in the dunker spot. Like, Armando gets yeah. it, double team, dump it down like we used to. Like, I think that would help. But listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hey, <laughs> at this, it ain't, at this it ain't, point, it ain't broke. If, if you number three, there's no need to go and just make a complete facelift. But I mean, I've mentioned that too. Like, I personally love what Jalen Washington could bring because of the fact that if he needs to space the floor, he can shoot the ball. That's what I'm saying. I think he can shoot a little bit too, though. I've seen him shoot a few know? jumpers. I'm just like, okay, maybe he, maybe he can space so it out a little bit for him in the paint. Exactly. He's got that ability. But at the same time, he's also 6'10. So, Everything on the inside, for one, defensively, even though they're low-key guarding the crap out of everybody they play against, defensively, that clogs up with no defensive three seconds. That clogs up the paint crazy against other teams. So it's I'm like – lie. Listen, these these guards are actually guarding. Y'all didn't guard. It's, y'all just – y'all just listen, y'all just let them go by and let me block them. I know. It's okay. Listen, I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate all the blocks. But, you know, listen, we're going to call – listen, we're going to just put that out there. So It's jacked up. But it might be, there's some truth to it. There's some truth. There's some truth. There's some times that y'all did guard, but a lot of the time y'all knew I was back there and I would just block it. Hey, look, it was just like, it was just like the, you know, when Hakeem Olajuwon was out back there, all the guards just say, look, if they, if, if I got beat, I know they're not going to lay it up. (laughs) <laughs> he's not gonna do anything in the rim. Sure what, especially not with Isaiah sometimes. He would just That's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I'm not about to foul. I'm not about to do none of that. I'm but I'm not about to even fake like I'm trying to recover because I'm gonna let you think that you have a layup. And then we'll see how that works out, you know? Exactly. Uh, but but no, I agree, bro. I mean, everything that you're saying is exactly kind of what I've talked about as far as at times at least, as far as like I think there is at times that there needs to be some pressure taken from taken off of Mondo when it comes to the bigs, because um, obviously guard wise they've they pretty much have it covered. You know guards even but you, Harrison, like you said like sometimes you can see where teams go big on purpose to clog yeah. the paint. For one, you have to clog it because RJ is getting downhill every chance he gets. 
every time exactly. Armando goes up there and sets the screen, he RJ's either getting to the rim or he's shooting the floater. So you have to clog the paint. Exactly. That's why I say we need to, at some point, like we need to start trying to integrate that two big system again because I think down the road is really going to hurt, especially offensive boards. Like mm-hmm. I think we could really hurt people with offensive boards because a lot of teams don't expect Jalen Washington to go in there and get a put back dunk on somebody's head. Like and I'm sure he's capable of doing it. It's just he needs to be in here to do it. Just the opportunities. That's all it is. Um, but John, what you think, man? You think we should uh, should we take this into uh, the FSU memories? Or yes, we, I, can, uh, I can set that up. UNC has a big road game against Florida State this weekend. And, you know, I was watching the highlights earlier today. It was kind of in a similar situation as you guys were back in the day. It was, uh, let's see, the exact day here. It was January 4th, 2016. You guys were ranked number six in the country. So similar top 10 ranking as a team currently heading into Florida State. And it was one of the all-time great games in UNC basketball history, I believe, in terms of individual performances. Bryce, you had 39. When I bring up that game, when we first talk about that 106-90 win over Florida State in 2016, what's sort of the first thing that comes to mind for you? Uh, First thing that comes to mind is Marcus at 30. I didn't realize I had 39 until, like, I will say this. I didn't realize I had 39 until I was stepping up to shoot some free throws and make it 40, and I missed because Kennedy kind of looked at me. <laughs> he was like, yo, Kennedy kind of looked at me and told me to look up, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. So then I ended up missing the free throws anyways, and I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's fine. But, scared of the 40 ball. <laughs> oh, trust me, I remember. But then, <laughs> listen, do you remember we got back to the – you got back home and everybody's like, oh, did you see what Buddy Hill did? He had like 54 at, uh, at Allen Fieldhouse. Crazy. And I was like, okay, well, I guess my game wasn't nothing. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything tonight. Like, it was just a normal day for me, I guess. I, I swear, like, that was – because nobody – while we were playing, I don't think anybody realized that he had those stats and Marcus had 30. Like nobody no, really we were we it. felt like boy, it felt like we were in a dog fight the entire game. Like that, I just so I like, don't remember. I don't remember like all I remember is at halftime, we were like up. And I was like, all right, cool, you know. You know, I think we could pick it up a little bit more. Then all of a sudden we started like we started playing that one three one mm-hmm. and we got a couple yep. steals and it was just like, okay, here we go. And then exactly you know, uh Rattan May started going off again. I was just like, oh, here we go. Right. Because that on, was we that was out. we gotta figure it out. Now. Was that the same year? Was that the same year he went for like thirty in five minutes? Yes. That was year. that the same year? Yeah. Yeah. You he definitely... gave us like thirty. He gave us like thirty twice in the same he, season. He he cooked us both times. But I, I like for one, 39 and 23. That's just and like we talk about, this wasn't like a 39. Like when I would score my junior year, when I would score a lot of points. We'd have like plays that we would run for me yeah. to get shots. You know what I mean? Thirty these thirty nine points like was probably dump majority off. off of dump offs and those rebounds that he had offensive rebounding. Like the, yeah. it wasn't like we were like, "Hey, look, this dude has twenty five with ten minutes left. Let's just drop it down to him." Like it was like because we we did the same thing against it was against Duke when we ended up we ended up did we lose that game? I think we lost that game. We won at home, yeah. We won at home, and then there was a game where he had you had eighteen and like twenty one. That and was the one on the road. That's when we clinched the yes. ACC championship. But we we knew we were all we had to do was win because we found out at halftime that's that right. who lost. That's right. 
I think I think somebody had lost, and we found out like somebody, one of the managers told us, and they weren't supposed to. We were just like, I think you, "Oh, so was we it Virginia?" Do it. That year? What the? It might have been. It might have been. I them. forgot who beat. But, I forgot who beat who, but we found it at halftime, and all we had to do was win. To win like the we just had to season. win it. That's all it was. But we would have made our lives so much easier if we would have taken that approach. Like, hey, yo, like. Let's just get him the ball. Like, instead, I'm over here shooting the ball. I was, like, four for 16 that game. I'm bricking all my shots. You and Marcus Joel, is out here shooting. Joel's Joel shooting it. It's like, what are we doing? We could have made our lives so much easier if we would have just given this guy the ball and let him go to his right-hand jump hook, and we would have been fine. Like, there was no – that's hey, man, it, listen, period. I enjoyed getting y'all's rebounds, okay? <laughs> I enjoyed those oh. I definitely especially the putback dunks, especially especially the putback dunks. I enjoyed those. Bryce, you were fourteen of sixteen from the field. Did not attempt a, a three pointer either. And I was I watching. Didn't, I didn't attempt this... a three pointer all all four years. There, there you go. That is sick. Um, That's sick. <laughs> but I was watching earlier this week. Joel Embiid had uh, I think seventy points, and the Seventy Sixers were feeding him the whole time. Bryce, I'm going to ask you now that it's been a few years. Could Justin, could Joel, could Marcus have fed you the ball a few more? Maybe you could have gotten 50 if you'd uh, you know, gotten some more opportunities if you were feeling it that night. Uh, No. <laughs> they couldn't have because I was going up against seven-footers. I had to catch it in space. That I couldn't true. catch it on the block. Like, Remember, that was the year Flores they had like four or five seven-footers on the team. Bro. They kept just rotating them in. But they like, would y'all would, like we would just run. I'd catch it in the middle of the paint and just dunk it. It was just like I couldn't just catch it on the block. Like that wasn't that wasn't gonna work. Like they were just gonna block my shot every time. That just wasn't gonna. That was not the. No, nah, that was not gonna. That be is true. Thing. That was that was that would have been a bad matchup to go with the hey let's feed Bryce. Yeah, because that's that's when that's when Kennedy was coming back from injury. Yeah. Joel was a little bit banged up. Isaiah was too foul. Isaiah as soon as he stepped up the bus, he had two fouls. <laughs> uh, who else? No, no. That's when we started playing Theo at the floor, right? Yeah, yeah. play. That's when we started yeah. playing a little bit of small ball before they all came back. Exactly. Yeah, that that game. It's funny because it's like you had a, an unbelievable game. Marcus had an unbelievable game. We talk about it. I talk about it all the time with Marcus, but it's always that infamous fast break where it was a three on one, me, him, and Kenny, and I was probably open. He swears it was the right play that he did, but I was probably open. And instead, he just takes the ball all the way, ends up getting a foul and one. He ends up having 30. Hooray. But my memory of that game overall, that was the first time that year that uh, Brooke, my wife, she drove up from Gainesville, Florida. To oh, come so to you were trying to go off is what you're saying. See? See? So you're I trying was to go trying off. to – Cue, cue the meme. Cue the meme of the guy that's dribbling crazy between his legs whenever his girl ah, walks into the freaking ah, gym. Right. That's what you're trying so, to do. Ah. So in my mind, I'm like, what happened all those okay, other well, games during the season? Hey, look, don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened all those other games. Uh, but going into this game, I'm like, this is my time. Like, I gotta prove to her that I am a keeper. Like, I am who I say I am and who I say I can't be. I go out there and I think I had six points or something like that. And two of those were like at the end of the game, it was like a layup fast break layup towards the end of the game. So the whole game, the reason I say at the beginning of the show, I was like, I low key was selfish 
low key, I was kind of tight purely because I only had six points. And at the time, my girlfriend, now my wife, was in the stands. And in my mind, I'm like, she thinks I'm a bum. Like, what what am I doing? Like, I got to be better. You know what I mean? Uh, so the next season to do it, but hey, look. Then I had to I had to look at myself and I had to say, look, maybe this isn't just it's just isn't your time yet. You know what I mean? Like, and thankfully she stuck with me. Now we're six, going on seven years. Got two kids, happily married. We're good now. Thankfully, that game did had nothing to do with my future. But that was my mindset with that game. I don't think I've ever told anybody that truly, like that I had that selfish mindset going into the game. But listen, that I appreciate is, you uh, for all those rebounds. Then. <laughs> look, at least I was doing some positive that game. You know what I mean? I'll, right, tell, right. I'll give you, I'll give you three, four of those boards. You know what I mean? Well, I was probably about five or six, but it is what it is. We'll take it. We'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, bro. No, yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, that's, golly. I will never forget that game purely it's because good, I man. knew she it's was okay. in the stands. But a lot of fans will not forget that game because you put up 40 and 20 and Marcus put up his measly little 30. Uh, I think he had a bang out that game, too. He did. He should have threw it. Was it him and Theo down there? He Theo was kind of like, just go ahead. I was like, ooh, Marcus is just going to go up there and dunk it. I was a little bit bit shot by it. He was feeling himself. But people don't know that Marcus actually had bounce. But he always acted like he was, like, old or, like, didn't have it anymore. And then all of a sudden it would pop out. Behind, like, JP, I think he had, like, the second most bounce on the team. Like Easily. Easily. And nobody ever saw it. When he wanted to. And shoot around, he'd go through the legs like it was nothing every time. It was just like exactly nobody ever saw it but us. Exactly. So everybody was probably shocked to see that dunk, but he did that, did that stuff whenever he wanted to. But but no, man, we um obviously, like John said, North Carolina goes to Florida State on Saturday. 1 p.m. 1 p.m. game, which means I'll be able to watch it because my game will be later in the evening. I hate whenever their games line up. Uh, we play Make em Dance Lance, Iowa Wolves. Oh, that, yeah, I want to die. Iowa, or is it here? It's here. We've got a back to back here Friday, Saturday. Uh, so obviously, man, Bryce, I appreciate you, bro. Um, anytime, brother. We're, we're definitely, uh, we'll definitely, uh, have to get together, get a meal, hang out a little bit before uh, the season ends. Hey, you're the one with the real money. I'm the one making the G League salary, brother. I know you had some checks come in that probably were a little bit more than that G League salary. I will tell you that. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, what pick were you? (laughs) Anyways, everybody listening. No, no, no. Come on. watching. What? Come on. No, no, no. Let's do this before we get off. What what pick were you? I was a first-round pick. I was a first-round pick. pick. What pick? I think I was – 15, something like that. How many years did you play? Give, or, give or take. Give How or many take. years did you play? Uh, uh, five or six, something huh. like that. Hmm. I only played two. They kicked me out at the two, so. <laughs> I think I think you have a little bit more than I do, so. Hey, man, it's on me. It's on me, brother. <sighs> Dinner or lunch on me, man. It's on me. But, <laughs> but everybody listening, man, everybody watching, 
once again, thank you for tuning in. Obviously, love these kind of episodes where we get to kind of hang out and catch back up with a with a legend uh, from UNC himself. Um, once again, Bryce, we appreciate you. Everybody out there listening and watching, continue to uh, support this team. They hear, and I think I, I saw something about, uh, or somebody said something, basically saying that one of the players, I think it was Mondo or something, uh, had made a comment about like he sees everything, whether it's on the message board or whatever. Um, so like we always say at the end of the shows, man, these guys, the players, they see, they hear everything, the negativity, the positivity, whatever it is. Um, and even as much as they might act like it doesn't matter to them and that they don't care, all of them are humans. They all have emotions. They all have feelings. So as fans, we got to sit there and we got to be fans and support. Um, so we appreciate y'all. And until next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.